welcome to Last Dish, where we dive into the recipes of outlier hospitality leaders and the mindsets that got them there. Steven, we did it, baby. Episode number one. How do you feel? I'm excited. We are finally launching these inspiring stories that we've been interviewing for the past eight and a half months. So I'm excited for everyone to hear and hopefully be inspired just as much as we were. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited for season one. We got killer interviews from Baked by Melissa, Pia Bowls, 16 Handles, and Chef David Burke. So from fine dining to QSR, we got it all in hospitality. We're just name dropping this point. So let's get to it. You. Welcome to Last Dish. My name is Chef Stephen Hassan, along with my partner, Adam Smith. Today's episode is one of my favorites. Melissa Beneshai is one badass girl boss. She is the chef and founder of Baked by Melissa. If you live under a rock and don't know about it, you're in for a treat. With 14 locations, serving up the most delicious bite-sized cupcakes, Baked by Melissa is a widely recognized name and respected brand, not just in the Northeast, but around the country. With delivery available in all 50 states, Melissa is also the author of a very popular cookbook, Cakes by Melissa. She's tough, confident, funny, and entertaining. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this. It's an inspiring story. We're also hearing her continuously keeping Adam and I on our toes. So let's get to it. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here. Can you... As we're in your office, this is an amazing setup. Yeah, we, got cu- we got cu- cupcakes, which I already swallowed. And you're sitting three on pillows four. on the floor. It's incredible. It's you, gave, nice. you gave us the nice luxurious couch, so thank you. Anytime. Can, can you just start us off and, and take us through the creation of, of Big Mama Melissa and from the idea to where you are today? Sure. So in 2008, I was actually working as an assistant media planner at Deutsch Advertising on the Tylenol account. Um, I was also baking my tie-dye cupcakes for everyone and anyone because I love to bake. And I love to eat cupcakes. And I love the tie-dye culture of the 60s and 70s. And so... Hence the sweatshirt you have right now. Love yeah. that. Fitting. Um, I just baked people cupcakes because I loved to do it. And I love to give people things that I create. And so while I was working in advertising this job that I was not passionate about, I was also baking cupcakes, you know... Not as a side hustle, as a hobby that made me happy. And I was fired from my job in advertising in like June of 2008 because I wasn't good at my job and it showed and I didn't care about the work I was doing. And so I went to my cubicle to pack up my personal belongings and I called my big brother, my best friend, and I I was crying and he said, don't worry, just come to my office. He had just moved into his very first like Manhattan office. Uh, He started an interactive agency called Musebox Media with our childhood friend, Matt. They had just gotten their their phones installed like the day I was fired. So I grabbed my Rolodex, which is right there, and I brought it with me, thinking I would give them my media contacts or something. And um, we went and we sat on um, these like white couches that they had that are somewhere in my office right now. And um, we smoked a joint and we... Um, it made me feel better. And we also <laughs> Which it always does. Like, my brother is like the definition of an entrepreneur and he always like thinks of new business ideas. So like in seconds, he said, go home, bake your cupcakes. We'll start a business together. Like he, our relationship has always been like, he just really does everything and anything to inspire creativity, not only mine, but his own. And he is just a dreamer. And when he said, go home and bake 
your cupcakes, he'll admit that it was really just to like get my mind off being fired. But of course, there was like business in there as well. I went home and I did that. I baked four batches of cupcakes the night I was fired. Cookie dough, peanut butter cup, um, s'mores, and of course, the tie-dye. They were big cupcakes. And um, I wound up sending them into work with my best friend's little sister who had an internship at a PR agency called Allison Broad PR. She was also staying with me for the summer. Allison was like a celebrity to me. Um a woman who started her own business who was like, you know, she appeared on like episodes of like the Hills. Like I knew who she was. And so the goal I had in my mind for that was for Allison to try the cupcakes and and love them. And sure enough, she did. She, the day after I was fired from my job, Allison brought is emailing me like, you should call your cupcakes like peace cakes or something. And, um, she asked if she could put me in touch with her caterer. Of of course I said yes. And so that same day, the day after I was fired, I get a call from Allison Broad's caterer to bring me in for a business uh for a tasting and at that point I like hung up the phone cried for joy and ran back to my brother's office I said we have the opportunity we have a tasting with Allison Broad's caterer this is a great opportunity that we need to take advantage of let's go in there like we have a business already and Brian was like okay great we need a name and a logo I really wanted the company to be called baked a natural extension of myself at the time um <laughs> But he insisted to have a personal tie. He said, you wouldn't even know who Allison Broad is if her name wasn't in the name of her business. So we settled on Baked by Melissa. Couldn't be more perfect. I get to get everyone baked by Melissa. Um, and then uh, his business partner, our childhood friend, Matt, he's a creative genius. So freaking talented. He's like fiddling around on his monitor. He turns around the screen. He says, what do you think of this as the logo? It's the same logo we have today. I went home. I printed out the logo, put it on pastry boxes went to the tasting at the caterer, made the cupcakes mini, not yet bite size. He took a bite of each one. He was like, oh, my God, from a catering perspective, people love just the bite. If you could figure out how to make them even smaller. Oh, my God. That was literally like, quote, like what you're kidding said. me right awesome. now. You're just bang this out. Yeah. Like 20, and so hours. so um, I went from his apartment I knew I had the chance to do what I love every day. I combed the streets of New York asking strangers on the street, like, do you know where a baking supply store is? I didn't know that they exist, but they do. There are tons. Found a temporary solution to make the cupcakes just a bite, brought them back to the caterer. He said, wow, great. I'm doing an event on Spring Street in Soho uh, in two weeks. Wear all black and bring me 250 cupcakes. So in that two-week period of time before that first event I did with the caterer, we created a website, bakedbymelissa.com. We actually had e-commerce before we did our first event. Thank you, Brian and Matt, who had just started a media company building websites for people. We shot all of the images for the website on my IKEA coffee table with a white bed sheet between the coffee table and the, um, sorry, I'm silencing, um, a white bed sheet between the coffee table and the cupcakes. So when you went to bakebymelissa.com, there's this drool-worthy slideshow of our product. And you can order 100 cupcakes or more to be delivered by me using the subways through PayPal. And um, printed business cards that had our new company name, our new company logo, my cell phone number, my home address. And, you know, it looked so legit. And so for that first event... I went, I set up the cupcakes in this like acrylic jewelry box, so cute, and put a stack of business cards. And it was like a PR like editor event for Javiana flip flops. Um, and so like all these like, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> you made cupcakes just a vibe. They're so cute. They took a card. And that's basically how I started getting business from the very beginning. I would do events with the caterer, put business cards out. 
all of the orders would come that came through the website would come through as like emails on my phone and I would have to match up the actual or- order and like the payment confirmation through PayPal. Um, and so for seven months I was doing that baking out of my apartment, cold calling catering companies when I didn't have other, you know, orders to fill like, hi, this is Melissa from Baked by Melissa. I'd like to bring you a free tasting of my cupcakes. Um, was not as easy as it sounds for a lot of reasons. I was 24 years old, didn't have the confidence that I think I've earned over the past 11 years. I used to cry to my brother, like, who the hell do I think I am? Melissa Baked by Melissa. He'd be like, but you are Melissa Baked by Melissa. I was like, yeah, but they're picturing me in a freaking like industrial kitchen. I'm sitting on the like corner of my bed. Um, so yes, all of that. And then one day I went on a tasting to Cafe Barry, which was a restaurant in Soho on the corner of Spring and Broadway. Uh, I remember walking inside there just feeling so out of place because everyone looked like models, actors, actresses, beautiful. And I was like wearing my um, baggy Syracuse sweatpants. I had like batter all over, high bun. Um, <laughs> the owner of the cafe, Danny, walks down the stairs. He's like this handsome guy. I have my cupcakes like in the doorway. He takes a tie-dye cupcake eats it, looks at me, says, I love you. I'm storing you in my phone as cupcake and I'll be in touch. And so I went home, kept doing what I was doing. A few weeks later, he calls me. Hey, cupcake, it's Danny Omari from Cafe Barry. I have an idea. Let me know what you think. Every holiday season, I get a booth in the Union Square market. I sell soup and hot cocoa. It does okay, but I think that your cupcakes could make a killing. How about you move into my space here in my kitchen, my, you know, my commercial kitchen at Cafe Barry, do your baking, entirely for free sell me your cupcakes at cost i'll sell them in the holiday market brand the booth baked by melissa and we'll see what happens that in and of itself like was a lot like took a lot there a lot of steps like i make it sound like it was like but like there is a lot it's not just like but you know going quick want to get the whole story out and so um did that on november 22nd of 2008 uh, my dad drove in from northern New Jersey, where I grew up, and helped me move all of my, like, equipment, equipment, my, like, KitchenAid mixer and, like, my flour, you know, mm-hmm. um, from my Murray Hill apartment to the kitchen of Cafe Barry. I hired my first person to help me bake. He was a stripper by night, had a uh, single with Snoop Dogg, and could, like, lift me up with his hand. And I was not small. I was, like, much heavier than I am right now. But, you know, we make bite-sized cupcakes, and they're basically, like, a diet. Um <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, So we did that. I baked 16 hours a day, seven days a week for the six-week period of time that um, the holiday market was open. We wound up selling out every day. We wound up opening in the Columbus Circle and Bryant Park holiday markets as well in that short period of time. And it's that that then when we learned, uh, that we learned that we had an incredible product that everyone wants, which is like the goal of any entrepreneur, I think, is to create something that everybody either needs or really freaking wants. Um, so we did that, and that was awesome. And so when the holiday market ended, January 1st, we knew we had to take advantage of this incredible opportunity. And that's when we decided to open our first bite size, if you will, pickup window that happened to be attached to Cafe Barry because, of course, Cafe Barry had this pickup window that they weren't using for anything that we could brand and build out as baked by Melissa. Um, so we decided, so we were opening March 5th, 2009. Obviously, it takes time to get that done. 
you know, negotiate some things. So instead of paying rent on this pickup window, we actually gave a small piece of equity to the owner of Cafe Barry, which made him our fifth and final co-founder. Um, so yes, we had our first retail location on the single busiest, craziest foot traffic corner of Manhattan, and we didn't pay rent for five years until the building was sold, and now it's Nike Town, which is pretty cool. But anyway, opening day of that first store, I'm 24 years old, sitting at the bar of Cafe Barry, which was adjacent to this pickup window. We hired somebody to sell the cupcakes for the first time so I could like breathe for a second. I'm freaking out. Who the hell is going to stop at this hole in the wall and buy cupcakes that they've never heard of before? David Z was actually sitting next to me at the bar, which I didn't, we had never met. He was a celebrity to me because he was, is the namesake of his brand, David Z. He owned shoe stores all over Manhattan. So Ben, the caterer was like, that's David Z. He, um, is like Israeli character guy. And he was a regular at Cafe Barry because his office was across the street at the time. So he looks at the bartender, and like real character guy. He looks at the bartender who I had never met before. And he looks at me and he says, Adi, who is this beautiful girl? And the bartender looked me up and down and he said, she's going to be my wife. And that's how I met my husband. No way. <laughs> On opening day of my first store. Are you like kidding crazy. me? Crazy. Uh, I remember thinking, what a douche, but like he's the most incredible human um, with the biggest heart. And so I fell in love with him rather quickly, wound up hiring him just because I needed help. I mean, business was incredible. We had a line out the door. Down, sorry, there was no door. We had a line around the corner um, all the time. And so. He started doing deliveries for me just because I needed help. And then turned out he could ice cupcakes. And the two of us wound up icing every cupcake we sold for the first two and a half years. We were in business and we wound up falling in love over icing cupcakes. Um, and then in January of 2010, we opened our second retail location, this time a real store you could walk into on 14th Street between 5th and Union Square. Um, and we kept opening stores after that. So today we have 14 retail locations. We have... Um, a thriving e-commerce business. 2019 is going to be the first year that e-commerce revenue outperforms retail, and they're both growing year over year. Um, thank you. It's I'm so incredibly proud. We have the most amazing team of like-minded, hardworking, passionate people who get shit done, and um, we're just so lucky. So why cupcakes? I mean, I know you're passionate about baking, but was it always cupcakes or... It was always cupcakes. So I used to live on 34th and 2nd, which is across the street from the Clover Deli. And they used to have all of these cupcakes in their display case. And every day on the way home from work, I would stop and buy two cupcakes, a chocolate-based one and a vanilla-based one, because I could never decide which flavor I wanted. And then I would eat both big cupcakes. Um, I just like your own personal cake. Like I am like I have big eyes. I, you know, I like to have my own. How, how difficult was it to make the small cupcakes? You were probably one of the first people to actually really go all out with the smaller cupcakes, even in just a, in a, in a cooking perspective. We're the only people. And okay. Love that. It's not because nobody else can do it. It's just because nobody is crazy enough to like the, what I was doing, the way, yeah, how, I did, was, how did you do it? I was it's using a steak right. knife to cut a little hole in every top of the cake to stuff it. I was, I was using a butter knife to, I like, I didn't know. I, I never worked in a bakery. I have no culinary training. I'm just, the queen of arts and crafts, and I love food more than anything else, and dessert specifically. So um, it, it's a labor of love to this day. I mean, I was in the bakery last week creating content for digital marketing of making our Thanksgiving assortment, and I came back to my CEO, and I love him. And I was like, 
Um, Seth, we should be charging double for the apple pie cupcake because the amount of like you bake the cake, you stuff it, you ice it, then you stuff it again because it's an icing ring and it needs more stuffing. And then you top it with the streusel and then you drizzle it like all by hand. a lot of steps of operation. Our, Our cupcakes are made entirely by hand with ingredients that I choose because they're my favorites and the most like tasty in that category. Um, and so you have to be freaking crazy or obsessed with cake and cupcakes to do what we do. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about, obviously I come from like a baking background, you know, and I was just thinking how you would manufacture this. And like you said, 16 hour days, I completely could see that. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see the, hear that your story, what you were able to do in only 48 hours. And then all of a sudden you open up your business model in seven and seven months, um, when did you when did you open up location number two after your first location? When did you know you should? We opened our first store in March of 2009, and we opened our second store in January of 2010. So it was almost a year later. Um, we couldn't make the cupcakes fast enough. And like I said, my brother, like he had this grand vision for Bake by Melissa um, that I didn't, like, to be honest. Mm. Like, I love cupcakes, and I think... Like we definitely like the brand is me and he was the driver of the business. And without that, we would not be here today. What was his main focus and what was your main focus within the, the responsibilities of he Big pushed, in the beginning? Push, push, push me, push me, push me, push me. Like, like I remember like the thought of making a mini of the month was scary to me because like what to create a new flavor every month? Like, I don't know if I can do that. But now I create a mini of the month with every month I create three flavors every season that are always changing I create holiday assortments like I've made hundreds and hundreds of cupcake flavors and it's just the beginning so um, it's super important to have somebody who has this grand vision and can push you outside of your comfort zone I think like it's a little bit whack that like I'm Melissa and so I get all of this credit but I have a team it was five of us who who founded Bake by Melissa. It was me, my brother, Ben, the caterer, Matt, the design, the genius of design. Like he designed our website, our stores, our logo, everything that you saw was designed by Matt. Um, and Danny, the owner of Cafe Barry, who had that first like vision of putting us in the holiday market. I think what I, we really did so well is like bring on skills that we didn't have um, human capital, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the secret to our success. So you mentioned your brother had this grand vision that he pushed you for. What was your vision initially other than just baking cupcakes? The thought of doing what I love every day was for me, everything. I remember when I was working at Deutsch, my goal, I'm very goal oriented. Like I think weekly, monthly, yearly, and just in general. In, what in general, but I think like as a human being, it's super important to always um, be working on yourself and like to like always be learning and growing and just like achieving your goals for happiness. I, and that's actually like so my I like work towards happiness. I think people work towards like monetary whatever. Um, but I've seen firsthand that money doesn't buy happiness. So I just like to do what makes me happy. So when I was at Deutsch, my goal was to find something that made me tired at the end of the day, like made me feel so fulfilled from like using my energy physically and mentally that I didn't feel like I needed to make plans to go out to dinner or whatever. That was my goal. And so 
this opportunity to bake cupcakes for a living was a way to achieve that. And I was going to stop at nothing to achieve that goal. And I never wanted to look back and think that there was something I could have potentially done to achieve the goal that I didn't. So I literally did everything that I possibly could. I didn't pass up an order. Somebody said, maybe you should do this. I did that. Um, and I remember walking on 23rd Street with my co-founder, Ben, the caterer, one day. And he, like, peered into, like, a vacant storefront. And he's like, that could be ours. I'm like, what? Like, we could have a store one day, you know? Um, so I was so fortunate um, to be on a team of people who had this crazy vision. And ironically, I think I was, like, the executor, for, like, in a lot of ways. Just surround yourself with positive people that believed in you. Yeah. I think that's massive. Totes. Just to surround yourself with positive people. How did you stay with, um, with? I know they were on your team and all of that. But any times that, because obviously a lot of pressure was on you, because your name is on the on the storefront, your name is on the cupcakes. How did you overcome times and when you did? Did you ever doubt yourself at any point of time? Yeah. Um, oh well. Yes, of course I doubted myself at times. And again, like that's where my brother, more than anyone, really played a part. He really built me up all the time. Um, and I think, and like over time, ironically, like the most challenging days, um, like I've been in business 11 years. I work with my family, I work with my brother, now I work with my husband. I've been working with my husband since the day I met him, like almost over 10 years ago. Um, and so the, the challenge is like, it's just crazy how things work. So the, the hardest days are the ones that taught me the most and gave me the confidence I have today that now... And I learned from like everyone. And so I don't know. What was the question? Just how do you stay positive? How did you oh, overcome? I'm very, well. How do you overcome, like, how do you overcome days that you doubt yourself? I call you my overcome? dad. <laughs> call my dad crying and he would say, what makes metal steel, baby? Extreme heat. And then if you go through enough of those like crazy days where you're starkly crying and like you think the world's going to end, then you wake up and it didn't end and you had time to like gel with those really lots of feelings and then you like just keep learning and growing and you realize that those days aren't the end of the world. They're actually opportunities to learn and grow. And so, um, that was huge for me and I am the person I am today because of those days and the way that I responded to them. And like, if I could give the listeners one piece of advice, do not respond or email or text anyone when you are feeling emotional, just like put it in a draft. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. That's so true. So you talk about learning from experiences, which is, I think, a great way myself. But how do you learn outside of that? Are there, are there other ways that you look to expand your knowledge or expand your experiences and not wait for one of those tough days? Yeah, well, now, like, I read. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like, an avid reader. But, like, reading is definitely one of those things, whether it's, like. What are you reading now? <sighs> what am I reading now? Nothing. What am oh, I reading? Reader. But wait a second. No, I started to read something recently. And it was a good one. But like, that's it. I like started yeah. it. But like he's saying, like, you know, because you were 24 years no, old. But, when you started. So like, but the books that I've read that have taught me the most are autobiography, like their biographies. And it's silly. But like, I Probably love so. nonfiction. I love, is my like, way I to go read to. Yeah, absolutely. Richards. Just to study from the outliers. In yeah. Well, categories. I love Malcolm Gladwell, too. And all yeah. of his books have taught me a ton. 
um, the, the Keith Richards biography and the Mick Jagger biography and then the Patty Boyd biography are three books that take place over the same time period. Also, the Rolling Stones were business partners and like to read their like perspectives of the same things that happen. Like I'm a very like the doors of perception, man. Like, mm-hmm. like everybody has their own perception. If you feel a certain way, then it's valid. And like, we can only change the way we respond to the things that happen to us. And so if I'm feeling challenged, I work on the way I respond because it's the only thing I can actually control. Um, and so like, I think like, just like learning through that, like it is experience. And then of course, like reading, talking to people, um, relationships, I, managing relationships is also very challenging. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's truly impressive when even coming into this office, seeing this team. How how large is your team just in this office? And you're saying you're outgrowing this. Like 40 people in the office every day. That's impressive. A little more. What, kind of, what kind of teams? You mentioned sales. So what, we what have, um, let's start in the corner. We have finance. We have my vice president, who is like the third hire at Baked by Melissa. I hired her to work the window, and she's been here for 10 years, and We've both worn every hat and just learned and grown tremendously together. I don't trust anyone the way I trust her. Um, We have our HR team. We have retail ops. We have our creative team. We have our tech team, which is like our e-com and then like development. But like we don't actually do our development in-house. We have a digital marketing team. We have B2B, which is the sales team, business to business. Corporate gifting is a huge part of our business. Um... And Seth, our CEO, who's next door. When did you, so 14 locations, you had one, you had two. Oh, I forgot our CEO, Jason, uh, COO, Jason, too. He's great. We won't tell him. Um, It's fine. So when when did you, when did you go corporate? Meaning, when did you have another office and you're not just working in the back of one of your bakeries? Never Um, worked in the back of one of my bakeries because my, we actually worked out of the Muse Box office and then rather quickly baked by Melissa kind of like. Like the growth, I, I don't think anyone really expected the growth that we, um, you know, what like success is when preparation meets opportunity. And so that, that like really um, baked by Melissa wound up taking over the Muse Box office. Um, and then, so we were on 38th and 8th in that office. Then we, we signed a lease on an office on Spring Street, which was very close to that first retail location. And then now the office we're in today, we moved into in February of 2012. Um, so you have your team. I mean, what, what, how do you really lead your team? And so, because now the team is so large, there's 45, there's 40 people here. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you give all these different people, you know, time and attention? Because everyone wants a little love from Baked by Melissa. Sure. So I have the best job in the whole world. I have a CEO who loves numbers the way I love cupcakes. And, and he is constantly putting together different ways of looking at the information, which is so important. Um, I'm still learning more and more about how important it is, although it's quite obvious. Um, And really looking at the business through that kind of lens, um, he drives that and that information allows us all to be aligned and super focused on our goals. How do you... um Speaking of so many different roles and team and everything, obviously there's so many food trends out there and nutrition things. And um, how do you stay on top of that? And I know you have vegan cupcakes, which is amazing. What what is next for that? Or or when do you decide to do a vegan cupcake and not a CBD cupcake? Because either you don't want to or you don't think it's going to sell. Or what where, what is that decision process like? Oh my gosh, it's really it's very it's humbling. Um, so. 
I would say like overall the past 11 years, I've always been a humble person, um, oftentimes to a fault. And I would say the past 11 years have only taught me more humility. And so we actually did market research about like two and a half years ago at this point where we like, you know, Seth was our new CEO. He's been with us over three and a half years. Um, wanted to understand like from a consumer perspective what we should be focusing on. And what we learned from that uh, research is that our customer loves Baked by Melissa for three key attributes, a variety of flavors, handcrafted product, and that Melissa is real. And like what we also learned is that we just need to like follow what's inside of Melissa's like soul when it comes to like products which was like I think I cried but like so that's like the product like I very much like own the product um and of course we use like our insights and our like to see what works and what doesn't like without question vegan really came from just it was the first time we were creating a new category of product that I felt so passionately that we had to do. Um, Gluten-free came from our customers, and um, my brother at the time felt very strong, and he was right. Um, Like, everyone wanted gluten-free. We did that. It took a long time for me, like two years to create. Um, Vegan was much easier. I'm a mom. I have two small children. A lot of the ingredients that we use in the vegan assortment are ingredients that are, like, mainstays in my home and my pantry, um, and our customers were asking for it. And then as soon as we launched vegan, I got a bunch of like messages on social media like, well, when are you going to come out with this? So like, I'm on it. I hear you. And my goal is to have cupcakes for everyone. I think what we do so well is this bite-sized cupcake that is so much more than that because I take all of my favorite desserts and I just see the cupcake as the vessel to deliver that flavor to you in the perfect bite, in the perfect bite. Like the Thanksgiving assortment, as an example, Thanksgiving historically has always been very challenging for me because, um, I don't know, I don't really like pie and I believe that fruit has no place in dessert. Um, ironically though, so agree with that strawberry cheesecake, you like strawberry cheesecake? Uh, there are some exceptions to the rule. Well, no, I don't like apple pie, um, but I like ours. So, um, uh, Baked by Melissa, you could go to bakedbymelissa.com. You can order cupcakes for shipping anywhere in the country. Um, if you need to bring something to your Thanksgiving dinner, bring Baked by Melissa because you will be the star. Um, I have never felt more proud of this of Thanksgiving cupcakes before. So, this assortment is basically what I did is I thought of what I would want to have for dessert, like on the dessert table at like the quintessential Thanksgiving dinner. So we have, of course, pumpkin pie. However, I topped it with a marshmallow because that's why I like sweet potato pie and it goes. Then we have caramel apple pie because like, again, like I don't love apple pie, but I did at one time have a salty caramel apple pie that was incredible and inspired this flavor. Red velvet because Thanksgiving, red velvet cake. I could see that layer cake on that table. And then peanut butter fudge brownie that is my flavor to you because that is like my favorite flavor combination chocolate and peanut butter and then brownie what um and then we have um cornbread crumble I like cornbread is like very classic Thanksgiving again this is all just in my head and but I made it into a cupcake because 
cornbread is cake. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. It it's is. so good. Um, and then this one is crazy. So this is chocolate raspberry, which sounds gross to me. I'm not going to lie. It's just like not something I would ever go for. I, truth be told, I've never had a real, ra- like a whole like raspberry, like never even eaten That's one. That's mind Like it's hairy. It just grosses me out. <laughs> however, however, this chocolate raspberry flavor is so good and it's made with freeze dried whole raspberries. So it's, it's chocolate cake stuffed with a dark chocolate ganache that we use freeze-dried raspberries in it's like we make it into a powder so they're not hairy they're hairless no they probably do but it's dry it's totally different because like it's more of the consistency like the the mouthfeel and like then they're you know whatever but not this so good um that's the thanksgiving assortment personally what i'm going to do for my thanksgiving dinner is i'm going to bring a thanksgiving assortment and the latest and greatest because together you get every single flavor that we offer and right now we have like 26 cupcake flavors which is insane um how do you get inspired to create you know where do you where do you get your inspirations from when you get a creative block so like i'm the type of person who like is i i'm thinking about what i'm gonna have for dinner at 10 a.m like okay. i just like that's I mean you both that's like what i think about like i love food i believe the way to a person's heart is through their belly and so i just like think about it naturally why not be productive with the with those thoughts and like you know, work towards the goals of Baked by Melissa. Um, We obviously like are a business and there are certain times of year that are like, you know, really busy for us. Thanksgiving is the beginning of our busy time of year. We go into the holidays and then right into Valentine's Day, which is my single favorite day of the year because I get to work out of the bakery and literally pack orders for the entire week leading up to it. it is the best. I wear my tie-dye onesie. It is so much fun. Yes. Um, and yeah, so like, I don't know. I'm the queen of like knowing what tastes good for dessert. Like I love that. It's just when, true. And, you know, with all the success and everything, is there any moment that you can look back and be like, this moment like really got to the next stage of your career you know what i mean like is there any really one moment you look back and that was like the first real milestone you know in a press perspective because you've had a lot of press well yeah so now one might be a little desensitized to no press. i mean like i'm i think it's super super important to like appreciate all of it um even on my worst days i i just know how lucky i am mm-hmm. and i will never forget that um but in like one part of the like story of baked by Melissa that i left out Um, is that, uh, we opened the booth on a Friday, Mm -hmm. the first retail location. And on Thursday night, we were fortunate enough to be written up by daily candy, which I don't know if I'm like dating myself, but daily candy was like the first online newsletter of its time. You didn't get flooded with a thousand emails in 2008. You got one if you were signed up and it was daily candy. And what that weekend guide from daily candy told you every Thursday is, where to eat, where to culture yourself, and where to shop in New York City that weekend. And they included Baked by Melissa as the where to eat. And they did it in such a kitschy, cute way. Um, uh, and we had a line around the corner opening day. And like that was crazy. I remember looking out the booth window with my dad, who like every weekend my parents came in and like helped us make boxes and run cupcakes up to the booth and do did everything and anything to help us succeed um we were just looking out the window seeing people wrapped around the corner like holy fucking shit man like it was crazy yeah it must have been an emotional experience oh so emotional yeah and like my aunt my uncle my cut like everyone would just come and like that corner was like bump in on the weekends and to be a part of that and to be like Wow, truly a moment in time. And 
Yeah, I always say that the corner of Broadway and Spring Street is like a magical place. I met my husband there. Um, Baked by Melissa was created there. Um, but just shows like, you know, what, you know, any like it's amazing that you had that one massive weekend and all of that. But you see a lot of businesses turn have, have a lot of turnover in New York City, but it shows something about you and your mindset and your team that you've been able to stay relevant and continue to grow within the past 11 years. Totally. So to that, I would say that, um, oh, I, I would say so much that first off, like my mindset. So I think what Baked by, like our culture is really based off of my attitude, the attitude that founded Baked by Melissa, um, of seeing a really shitty day and turning it into an opportunity to do what you love. But really in life, I see every challenge as an opportunity to learn and grow. I think it's much harder to be optimistic and positive than to be negative. I think most people just go there like, you know, self-loathing or, or just being pissed or talking shit. Like you can't do that. You need to take responsibility for the way that you respond to the things that happen to you. And so I own that. Um, and when I find myself feeling frustrated, which sometimes is not even hard to like identify, but I capture it and I think to myself, well, well, I'm in a position to like find a solution. What can I do to like affect change? So that attitude is the now culture and attitude of Baked by Melissa, which I do think is essential to success in any place. And then also I'm real, right? So like, Every business starts out with a goal. Um, obviously, we're in business to make money. That goes without saying. But I'm not looking to like cut corners and change into over inflate the the like the value of the company to make money. Like I'm gonna do it in a way that's genuine and authentic and and responsible because we're going to be here forever. Like I want baked by Melissa to be a household name. We're on our way there. We've sold well over a hundred million cupcakes, but we have so much more to do. Every single person who tries our product literally like falls in love with it, like has an emotional response. Like I, it's the most beautiful thing to watch. I, that is one thing that will never get old. And so my goal is to just get more and more people to try our product that speaks for itself um, in a way that is authentic to our brand that we have worked so hard to build. What does Bake by Melissa look like five, 10 years from now? Like what is your end goal? You're going to be here forever, but what does that mean to you? We're the best gift. We know that we like uh, a large portion of our, our shipping orders are just happy birthday, whether it's in a happy birthday gift box or it includes a happy birthday gift message. Um, we are celebrating thousands and thousands of birthdays every month, every year. Um, I, 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 always, I always talk about this. It's like weird. But when somebody passes away. And I want to like do something. I always send our cupcakes. I would do it if I was Melissa or not, because there are just times when you don't know what to do and you want to make people feel loved. I always send the same message of like sending love and positive energy your way. And like what better way to do that than with Baked by Melissa? We actually created a thinking of you gift box because I was like, I need a gift box that says thinking of you because I'm sending them all like, ugh, I know whatever, like shit happens. Um, or like if, you know, thank you to your friend who waters your plants. Like we are the go-to gift for everyone, whether it's your kids in college or your grandparents or your grandchildren or a birthday party or like there's just so many things. Um, corporate gifting is a huge focus for us right now and always. And it's a area of the business that we're growing. 
Um, and just seeing the response of our like corporate clients, like we know that Baked by Melissa has a much higher ROI than other sales tools that people use. How cool is that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm in reference going back towards, um, you were saying about your kids and how you're, you know, how you have, that's why you went towards the vegan products and all of that. Now you're a mom boss and you're growing all these things. You have big visions, you have good, big passions. How do you juggle that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. No, I don't. I, I have the opportunity to work hard towards two things I love, which like that's my definition of success, having the opportunity to work hard towards something you love. Because again, like I just wanted to work hard towards something I love. Um, so I appreciate that and I own it. Never complain. I work hard at home. I work hard at work and I have the best team. Like I'm not doing everything. God, no, never was. Always had the best team. And just going to board of ed meetings. I'm so going to the board of ed meeting in Hoboken. The tone. So you setting know the tone. to make sure that we respond in a productive way to the things that challenge us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, soapbox time. That's perfect. All right, so lightning round. Yeah. Last few questions. Uh, thanks again for being here. It's been awesome. Thank you for being here. If you could have <laughs> dinner with three people, dead or alive, who are they? Who are those people? And Paul why? McCartney and John Lennon. For sure. John Lennon's everywhere. Who's the guy in the back corner on the wall? That's John Lennon as well? No, it's Bob Dylan, I think. Oh, Bob Dylan. No, it's definitely not Bob Dylan. Because John Lennon. It's John Lennon. Is that John Lennon right here? Yes, that's John Lennon. Yeah. I, I think their relationship. I'm going to leave here. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, uh, there are all three. There, there, it's Paul, John, and George, I believe, like in the corner by the fire escape. Is I that just what saw the movie at? yesterday. Have we you like seen that? photoshopped cupcakes into the yesterday. No, I didn't. I feel like I saw the movie from watching the preview, and so like Which I haven't movie? seen it. Fair. I it's did yesterday. see, but I did see the Ellen pretty... John one. We actually decided uh, Ellen, to watch Rocket that Man. one, which was awesome. That's a great one. Awesome. Phenomenal. Yeah, Even I, I saw it in the stuff. front row, which was an absolute disaster. Uh, movie theater. I, I saw I just from thought my it from my bed. Okay, but like it's so bad. What were you doing in the front row? I, because there was no other seats. I really mm. want to see Rocket Man, and I just thought I would be optimistic watching this movie, and it wasn't. Like, to the point you look up, and the, the bodies are distorted. So, besides, so who would be your three people? John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Really, I would, yes. You don't even need another third. I think that's, that's it enough. for you right now. I want to go to lunch with them, and I have a lot of questions for them. And then after that, I would pick somebody else separately. Nice. Uh, what does hospitality mean to you? Friendship. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I have superpowers. I think you do. What's, what's your top one? What's your f most used superpower that you have? Positivity. Mm. And as I grow into middle-aged, confidence. Love it. Favorite cupcake flavor? You know, so you, we told you, or you told us earlier. But. Peanut butter and jelly. But like, I'm so, I, like, I always say that because it's the OG and it's always there. Right now, it's uh, peanut butter fudge brownie. On the Thanksgiving... Uh, Yes. What's the top sellers? Uh, top sellers, high dye, red velvet, triple chocolate fudge. Boom. Wow. All right. So we're in the Trias of Trust. I got to know, do you love every flavor or is there some that you, you Oh, I already past? told you. The thought of putting a raspberry in a cupcake, I've never even had a whole raspberry, we, but I, really I actually do love it. Do love so it. now I do. And yes, I, I think like if, if I don't think it's, there's like two things. What Melissa likes as somebody with like you know, like food, like taste preferences, but like I have an understanding of the consumer. And so as long as it tastes good, great, as long as it's the best version of that flavor combination and I know it's going to sell, then it's going out there because everybody's different, man. 
you know? Amen. Yeah, if you just stuck to your own self, then it's like, like you only have three Truth be told, tie-dye, not... I, I can't tell you the last time I ate a tie-dye cupcake. It's a vanilla cupcake. That's cool. But, like, I want the peanut butter and the fudge and the drizzle and the caramel. Like, that's me. But clearly, the majority loves the vanilla. Got to give them everything. Uh, what would you want the everyday customer to know about the food business? Wow, it's so hard. I, th- I think it's so hard. And... And we're working with our customer, that everyday customer in mind. We're constantly trying to get into your head and and experience our business like you are. And so feedback, although not always welcomed by other businesses, is very welcomed by Baked by Melissa. And we want to hear from you because you're the people who are going to tell us how we need to grow our business and what we need to change. What food train would you 86 if you had the choice? Like cut out. Thanks. Oh, just um, she had an empty look at her. Chef like, Steven over here knows all the lingo. <laughs> well, I think trends are interesting. I, I, like, we started in a trend. Let's be honest. Like, cupcakes were very much a trend. But thank you to the New York Times for you know saying Baked by Melissa is here to stay. I think trends are an opportunity for inspiration for new businesses to you know be created, and then comes the real test of time. And so I think without trends, we wouldn't see a lot of innovation. Um, and therefore, I would not 86 any of them. Positive vibes. Wow. By Melissa. Wow. Here we go. I, I like, I own it, man. Yeah, I, like, exactly. I can't even help it. It's like nauseating it's at natural. times. Yeah, it just comes. No, I love it, dude. For right, last, but one, last but not least, what can our audience do for you? Find me an incredible location in so in Soho, in Hoboken for Baked by Melissa. We don't need much. We need like 250, 300 square feet at most. I want like downtown Washington Street where you are walking because I need to have a store in Hoboken. I live in Hoboken. Love Amen. it. That's Don't what you love. could help me with. Yeah. If you must Real know. Honestly, I, might do that. I might do that myself. And of course, go to bakebymelissa.com, order cupcakes for Thanksgiving, for holidays. If you need to send a gift, we like, just like, trust me, do it once and then you'll learn for yourself and you'll always do it. Awesome. Much love. I definitely will do that. I appreciate it again. For real. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please feel free to give us a review on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on Instagram at last.dish. That's L-A-S-T dot D-I-S-H. Share with your friends, your family, your mailman, your dentist, the garbage man, everybody. Much love, people.